2020. So I feel obligated to record a little something about my time in Australia, but I might actually put that off. What I wanted to talk about in this recording was associated with productivity and low light levels. And I'll be frank, I've had a bit of an energy hit recently associated with some analysis I did as I was coming back to the US associated with Kickstarter. I think this is the year that I stopped putting money into Kickstarters. I've got a number of Kickstarters that are open. I've got one Kickstarter that's gone on for more than two years. And I thought resolving this, there were a series of things in that Kickstarter that were from third parties that I paid for roughly a year ago. So I tried contacting those third parties, and the whole thing was not particularly edifying, aside from the fact that the fellow was actually holding the money with the original Kickstarter, decided that he might be motivated to actually send me the plastic kits that I had paid for from the third party. So maybe that resolves that. Anyway, that took a substantial amount of energy when I first arrived back and a lot of bad faith. And as far as I'm concerned, that perhaps is the enemy of 2020. I recorded a podcast with a gentleman called Barney Dicker at the end of 2019. And I was so exhausted. I didn't think the podcast came out well at the time. But actually re-listening to it, it wasn't as bad as I'd originally thought. However, I do have a wide variety of things that have kind of mucked me around for the past few years, and Long Funk has been in part an embodiment of that, perhaps unnecessarily so. This is a podcast that hasn't really had an audience that's grown over the past year or so, and I think the background to a lot of the stuff and a lot of the nonsense, I'm just going to move that aside. What I wanted to talk about today was associated with productivity in January, and here is where things stand. Let's start with the music. So I have a long-form track, which I think is currently about eight minutes that is getting to the point where I really like it. And I have maybe half a dozen much shorter tracks, one of which I actually bumped into the longer track to make it a little bit more interesting. So my plan is to mix together maybe three or four more of these tracks and to put it into one long track and then a series of short tracks. I think that's what it'll come together as. The aim is hopefully to get this out in a March time frame. There is a theme here. Just plain chaos is at a state where it needs probably about another four to five thousand words written. And I have it currently in text form flying towards me. I might actually receive it tomorrow to take away and read for a period of time because I think I need to read this thing a bit more. Missing a few areas. I restrung it, which meant that I put the original dates back in and tried to work out what bits were missing from the original writing to just plain chaos. And that expanded periods of about five days, two five day periods in the middle of the text where very little goes on. And actually, in the original writing, bits and pieces do go on. And I'm currently restringing with the view that maybe I'll let the tension out and let it fall back together into where it is. So. That also is a March time frame, with the view that I might be able to get it done in February. Both the music and Just Playing Chaos, there's a chance I'll be able to get them done in February. And if that happens, so much the better, because it would be better to be one or two down by the time I got to March. The text that I described associated with local gangs is now in a simmering phase. I've written about 8,000 words on it, and I'm just trying to get together the notions. The, the ideas are certainly there. It's, again, restringing, stretching out, filling in the gaps. That's the stage that I'm very much in the early phases of, but I'm certainly thinking about quite dynamically. 
a podcast which did reasonably well last year. In fact, it was the reason I was talking to Barney Dicker on his podcast, My Rules Are Better, seems to be moving from strength to strength. I have two rule systems that I'm working on in parallel. One, I'm about to launch just with skirmish and simple missile uh, battles, and I'll start doing videos with that as well. I've moved my podcasting room into really a, I don't know, a video stage in order to record My Rules Are Better video casts. So they will be coming up in short order. I've got a bit of travel to do first, so I'm really working out how these things fit together. And of course, Model Rail Radio moves from strength to strength. So I think I've got two shows, one partially edited, which I'll get out hopefully in the next few days, and another one that I recorded last weekend, which no doubt will be coming out, I don't know, a few days, (laughs) maybe a week or two. Anyway, so that is moving from strength to strength. The software is going in a variety of different directions. I while I was away, I worked on Bob Mottram's Lib Deep and got some interesting results out of that. But I'm returning back to the simulation. I've added something on GitLab, which means that every time I put source code into the simulation, every time I commit some source code, I run 1,250 simulated years every time I put source code in. So if you can imagine that, that is a pretty good indication that nothing is broken. And I'm doing this mainly because I want to get the iOS app out. I've been talking about the iOS app and working on the iOS app for the past, I don't know, five, six months on again, off again. And the current app is very flashy. Things flash all the time. And I've got to modify that down. Now, I had talked a little bit about slowing things down. And that might be part of it. But I just don't like the flashiness. It's too distracting. And I don't know. It makes it difficult to kind of follow on what's going on. So... I think I'll probably eliminate the flashiness and simplify things down just a little bit. And then the iOS app's basically done. I've got a bit of help documentation, and then it's done. Let's put it out, see what happens. So I've been putting that off with other bits and pieces, but honestly, you know, the winter months are not particularly productive, I say. (laughs) The winter months are about getting production done through any means necessary. Now, one of the fun things that has happened in the past day quite phenomenal, in fact, is I got back about a third of my painted miniatures. So if you go to the YouTube channel Monty's Reviews, you will actually see me unboxing all these miniatures. And there is quite a substantial number. It took me about, I don't know, 50 minutes with edits. I think it comes to, it comes to about 50 minutes, actually, to unbox all these miniatures. And I talk about them at a little rotating table and You know, I repack them. I do all these things, basically, with these miniatures. And it reminded me this is really what it's about. I waste so much time in the nonsense, but actually unpacking miniatures is just genuinely fun. And some of them are really quite insightful. And I've also started donating to the fellow's art studio who paints the miniatures. So he he works out of a non-profit art space that will take charitable donations. I'm making charitable donations to his non-profit art space. It all works wonderfully. Amazing. So that is that. What else do I have to add? Other bits of software that I'm going to be working on in the near future? I just want to get the iOS app out. And after I've got the iOS app out, I'm going to look at possibly more tinkering with LibDeep. Now, Bob also created what he called Monkey Mind and then became Lib Theater of the Mind. I did have some look at that, but I don't know. The stuff within the Ape SDK is just further on in many ways, from what Bob was talking about or developing. And the fact that the Ape SDK has kind of matured over the past four or five years, it seems artificial to try to force Bob's kind of thinking interface in at this stage. So I don't think I'll be... Well, I wanted to capture it for a start because I was concerned that it would all be lost through Bob's movement off GitHub. 
But it turns out he has local servers that maintain the source code. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm really doing with it. But I did have genuine fun with LibDeep in particular, getting a whole lot of automated testing done, just experimenting with how to really test on a variety of different levels source code, which was interesting. An interesting summer project for the middle of winter while I was in Australia. So I guess now I'm talking about Australia, I probably should talk about Australia. We spent probably 16 days in Australia, 18 days total because of a day flying on either end. And it was really an amazing time. We spent time in South Australia, in Ordinga, where we'd spent time before. We went into Adelaide. We went into Adelaide twice, actually. So I got basically two half days in Adelaide, which was wonderful. And I realized when I was in Adelaide, most of the people that I used to visit there are dead. All the culture and the elements and the things I recently used to enjoy about Adelaide in terms of people is no longer there, but I still want to go back. It's one of these funny things that I just want to pay homage or homage or whatever the term is to the people that used to live there. And that was really very important to me to go back to Adelaide and have those experiences. And thankfully, we were in Ordinga, which is a wonderful kind of beach community. And we went to Ordinga, was it 18 months ago, 20 months ago, something like that, maybe about 20 months ago, perhaps. So we're really going back to an area that my wife already liked. In order to get to Odinga, we'd taken the Great Ocean Road, I think it's called, which comes from Melbourne through the southern Victorian coastline. And then we kind of nipped up to Adelaide after Port Ferry. Port Ferry was our last stopper call. So we, I think we had five stops along the Great Ocean Road, and then we went up to Adelaide. And the Great Ocean Road was very touristy. The nice parts were actually the non-touristy parts. But there was a lot of heavy touristy areas. And for me and for my wife, I'd never done the Great Ocean Road even when I lived in Australia, so it was a new experience for both of us, which was genuinely fun. And as I'm working backwards, when we arrived in Australia, we went slightly south of Sydney, that in and of itself is a tongue twister, and we were basically surrounded by fires. So for the first six, seven days, we were surrounded by fires, which was genuinely not pleasant. I mean, the breathing, we had trouble breathing for at least a night that we were there. And then thankfully, we avoided the fires altogether. The fires almost chased after us after we left that area but yes just a wonderful time road tripping you know i think i really feel in some regard in my element when i'm in this kind of travel (laughs) where all the good memories happen so yes and then we arrive back here and here is pretty unchanging in terms of the general experience i think what's fascinating to me is that i don't really have a sense of permanency here when i come back but it does have a sense of consistency in some regard which is really very curious So, yeah, the next year, two years, three years, lots of possible changes, lots of interesting things going on, some of which I can't even narrate in podcast form. So, unfortunately, yeah, some of that is going to have to be a mystery. But I did genuinely enjoy my time away, and it was wonderful to escape in a variety of different directions. So, for this year, long funks, talking about productivity, talking about projects, talking about ideas trying to, I think, keep a degree of positivity, which hasn't necessarily been there. But ultimately, I've had to work through a lot of stuff, which I think slowly but surely I've actually worked through. So Tom Barbelay in San Jose signing off for the first long funk of the year.